You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. I was gonna hit. I was gonna hit my zoom in button, but that doesn't work here on Discord. I can't. It's good. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Let it focus. Ah! I want that. That's beautiful. Chat. Welcome to Star Wars Scotch with me, Kevin, and that's Tim. And Hi, we're here alcoholic. to talk to you for roughly an hour about Star Wars. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. This is episode two. Unofficially, like episode twenty something, but. This is actually episode two. Uh, we're live on Facebook, fb.gg slash raredropco and twitch.tv slash raredrop. Uh, hello, everyone, and we hope you're doing fine. We have a few things we want to chat about tonight. Really fun, cool stuff, as usual. Some sad, but mostly fun and cool. Uh, so what are you drinking in your gorgeous Mandalorian glass? Uh, I am drinking Johnny Walker Black. Oh, I almost got Johnny Walker. I switched it up on episode two, I know. I'm not drinking scotch. I am drinking uh, Havana Club Cuban rum tonight. Ooh, so, uh, that yeah. sounds nice. Salute. Yeah, yeah. This is actually, this is the stuff that we cracked open at the end of Guardian Con last year, and then we just never actually had it. Sad face. I took it home. Sad having face. it tonight. Well, Tim and I can still have it. You guys just can't. I guess you Sorry, losers. Be, I guess you wouldn't be there anyway, but we wouldn't be celebrating another Guardian Con. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, we'll Funny. see you in 2021. Uh, speaking of Guardian Con, we'll kick off with the bad news, and then we'll go into the fun stuff. Uh, so the statement finally came out. Tim and I were questioning it. I told it you. Last... I told all of you this is going to happen. I mean, Tim, it's if you have a brain and but you're watching Tim, the news. But they haven't canceled it yet, so therefore that means that there's still going to be a Star Wars celebration. No. No Star Wars celebration. They're canceled. It's done. Uh, I did think is. they were going to make the move to digital, but there's nothing. So, um, that, which, I, which is, which is weird. I'm so shocked they couldn't pivot to a digital event. I'm wondering if the production pipeline is completely stopped up right now. And the, Could be. the one-off reveals like the new, the new Republic or the, I keep saying the new Republic, the high yeah. Republic. There you go. Uh, the one-off reveals like that is going to be the way forward until 2022. Well, I mean, I I have a weird feeling that um, Star Wars Squadron was going to be a part of that. And yeah. I feel like that's where they kind of have shifted things along. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree that that was going to be a part of the show. And unfortunately, because of that, we won't be getting that. But it is what it is, and we'll roll with it. Obviously, there are bigger things going on right now. It's just sad. Um, the one good thing from all of this is that it gives me a whole extra year than I thought to prove Tim wrong. So the 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 bar has actually been pushed back to get Freddie and Dave and the whole gang together. Which now I really want Dave because I watch. <laughs> I just like I just like how it's just the gang. The gang. Yeah, the yeah. Gang, the gang talks Star Wars. Like <laughs> John, now I know I originally said John has not been added to the list, but after watching three episodes Dude, of The Gallery. Dude, absolutely love John Favreau? Also didn't know he was from Flushing in Queens in New York, so. Dude, I've got the biggest man crush on John Favreau. He just seems like just a really cool guy. Yeah, so. I like him a lot. The goalpost has been pushed back a little bit, but it's actually a good thing because it gives me longer to drive down the field. I just. I keep the bar really low so that I'm never disappointed. Well, when then Kevin talk when Kevin talks it up, he tries to raise that bar for me. I'm oh, keeping it low. We're going to raise it chat. Just you wait. We are going to stimulate Tim like no other. <laughs> wait. And I'm going to tell Dave all about it when we're sipping on that drink. <laughs> so Dave, so uh, <laughs> I guess before squadrons and the other thing, we'll talk about gallery. I watched the first three episodes. Only three. I, dude, I have a, I have just a 
lot going on this week. Okay, that's true. So, okay, so hold on. So the first three episodes are cast is number three. Uh, is it director something? I think directors is the first one. I think directors is, is technology. Is technology the, the second, second one? That sounds right. Well, I'm gonna pull it up. I'm yeah. pulling it up. Pulling it up. All right. So uh, episode one is directing. So this is so in the first episode. They break down all of the directors, which I, I loved. Like, I, I thought it was fantastic. Like I loved, I loved just seeing everybody's background, where they came from, what they were doing before. Um, like how did Star Wars like impact them? The the opening so was really neat. The opening line about how the one thing that united everyone in the room was their love of Star, Star Wars, Wars. was yeah. so impactful. For but they all love, but they all love Star Wars in a different way. Yeah. Like they're like and like not all of them are going to be like a Star Wars nerd, right? But they they love Star Wars for whatever reason. Star Wars impacted me because I was a kid and I like that was like my first like eye opening thing to to cinematography and like that's what got me into it, right? You know, like that's cool. It was it was um, interesting to hear everyone's perspectives. Um, I have a lot. I already had a lot of respect for the show, and somehow I managed to get more after listening to each of them speak and to just hear John Favreau talk about Star Wars you can, he's like us you can tell it's like the one thing he's always dying to talk to somebody about if they're willing to listen to him i also really like how he talks about his past experiences and failures and how he used those to better his craft as he goes along so like talking about like what they did right and what they did really wrong with jungle book and then how they like brought that into the Lion King and then the things that they learned really, really well from Lion King, they then emulated again for Mandalorian. Yep. Which I thought was really, really cool. Um, the other the other episode, which you've watched, is casting. And they talk about all the different actors that are in it and like why they fit that role. And I didn't know that Pablo was like all of those lines that he says as Mando are recorded yeah. off site. Yep. Like, that's wild. Like, he still is, like, the guy in the costume, and he's, like, doing his lines, like, on set. But to get, like, the audio effect and everything, like, he's doing that on a soundstage in a recording studio. Right. Which I thought was, was wild. And you have, to, you have to remember, too, like, it took three people to make Mando that badass. Yeah. That was, that was amazing to me. It took, a, yeah. like, a gunslinger type, it, a martial uh -huh. arts type, and then... Yeah. Uh, and Pablo, Pablo Pascal. Wait, yeah, isn't it Pedro, Pedro, Pablo, uh, Peter, 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 Pumpkin, either. Pinocchio. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm terrible Papa at the names. Papa, Papa, <laughs> Papa, Gigi. Uh, uh, yeah. So he's he's awesome. Like just seeing like how he did it. Uh, I loved how he gave all of his like his stunts guys like all of the props in the world. He's just like, these guys make it as much as I do. Which I thought was cool. One, um, uh, one, one interesting thing too, from the first episode was Dave Filoni describing how he came into the fold at Lucas. Yeah. Lucas I, I Lucas loved, Film. I loved his hiring story where <laughs> he thought it was a joke. He thought it was a fucking joke. <laughs> like, also, hey, Dude Infant takes Lucas his anime so seriously. He was like, very seriously. He was like, I was so happy to work on Avatar because I love anime. And I was like, whoa! <laughs> he said anime. <laughs> he said anime. That's that's tight, dude. <laughs> but yeah, he was like, who put you up to this? Was it the SpongeBob guys? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great. I didn't know he worked on SpongeBob. <laughs> he didn't. He was working on Avatar, but he's saying the SpongeBob team at Nickelodeon was oh, pranking was. him because everybody picked on him apparently at Nickelodeon. Now who's laughing? Nickelodeon people. <laughs> guy who's in charge of Star the Wars. The guy basically. who is Star Wars. Um, so yeah, that was that was awesome. Uh, and yeah, just to hear each of their like journey and and mm -hmm. Deborah Chow, that was her name, right? The one director. Uh, that, sound, that sounds right. She was she, she was awesome. She she's the one that was working on the Obi Wan stuff. So I really hope that sees the light of day because you could the way she was talking. Even it was it was the the episode three, I think. With the way, yeah, it was the casting episode when she was talking about like you wanted, you know, like giving them pointers. You want this because the camera's going to do this, and it's like mm -hmm. when you look at someone directing. And I've been on set for stuff like this; it's really cool. But the visionary of the director to sit there and know what's going to be on the camera and how that's going to translate to the film 
and no, well, and having a love for Star Wars on top of it knows that you're getting a quality product. Wait till like you we get got. wait wait till you get to some of the, the the later episodes where they they show more of the technology and how they were able to like plan out those shots and stuff because a lot of those things were just taken in just one take. Right. Um. It, it was it was wild. Um, and you, just like how they prepared them like themselves because they were on a very very like uh, come to find out they were on a pretty like tight budget. They didn't yeah. have all the money. They didn't have all the money in the world to make this thing, even though the technology that they use to create this show is out of this world. Um, so they had they had a really, really small time constraint. Like they had this very, very small window they had to work within and they had a small budget for what they were creating, uh, which I thought was really, really interesting. So I'm curious to see, like, what does that look like for Mando season two and season three? There's there's a lot um even Bryce Dallas Howard the way they were describing her episode and how she had the most difficult episode to direct even John Favreau was like we threw you to the wolves on that one yeah they gave her a really really difficult thing and she had never really like done it before but her experience in talking and look who she has to draw from her freaking father is is Ron Howard so if you didn't know that which I would assume most of you did uh to draw from that and then her experience with what she's Star also worked Wars on was. like as her as her like as herself as an actress she's also done like big movies and whatnot so she has like she's got this arsenal of just tools at her disposal she's also my favorite uh black mirror episode uh black mirror lost me so oh she's the rating one she's in her yeah, like was, maybe my second favorite it's the uh, pig and just always get lost oh pig. my god just I know, Skip the, the pig episode. and keep going. It's an it. anthology. Just, it has I nothing to do with anything. I can't get over the pig, Kevin. Uh, just skip the pig. I can't get over the pig. There's no more pig. Just just watch. Know, Start with it, episode it's, two. It's still there. It's still there. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what else we got going on, Kevin? Will you watch three episodes if I give you the three with happy endings? Sure. All right, I'll give you the three with happy endings. Okay. She's in one I also, of them. No, I also watched Striking Viper. I said happy. Well, I guess that was a happy ending, depending how you look at it. <laughs> Some I watched. I watched Striking Viper because everyone tweeted at me saying, "You need to watch this. It's you and Corey." I don't think anyone's opinion has changed on that one, Tim. Ever. <laughs> um, the casting of uh, uh, Gina Carano too, and to hear her talk about the role and how lucky she felt and how she felt like she was herself. As the character, playing her own character, yeah, yeah, of Kara was was so touching, and then the way she looked at at um, Carl Weathers and told him about his presence on set. Oh my god, I thought that was so cute. I was tearing up. Carl was tearing up. John was tearing up. We were Uh all having a moment, and why wasn't even there? Technically, it was so sweet. uh, What she said to him, and he was he didn't even know what to say. He was like, I just, I just, thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> just thank you. That's that's I mean, but she's not wrong. Like no, he just like he commands like he commands the room when he like the way he talks. Like he has that just very presence controlling. I mean, the fact that Gina's single is is boggles my mind. She's single. Yeah, Danielle said she's holy single. Sh- holy shit. Yeah, she she's like the total package for those of you that want to be thrown around, dude. Poor thing. Yeah. You want to be on bottom all time? One of you should get with Gina. <laughs> she, she, yeah, come on, like she's not, gonna, she's not gonna, <gasps> no, it's not gonna happen. She Anyways. was dating Superman. They're not dating anymore. Also, he's Aww. Geralt now, not Superman. Well, he might be Superman <laughs> again. Actually, I think he's gonna be Superman again. He agreed to it. They're just not sure how they're gonna fit him into a movie. Uh so. Yeah, the, the Disney Gallery is really good. We could talk more about it next week, but from what I watched, I really enjoyed it. I see now why you're all screaming at me. Oh, the other part of it that I enjoyed was Dave Filoni going down the rabbit hole of, and we talked about this last week, so we won't go too deep into it, but the the rabbit hole of the the duel of the fates. Yeah, no, and, it's amazing. And the way the way they all talk about George, okay, I know I make fun of George all the time. I'm not a big fan of episode one and two. But hearing them all talk about George and the hundred and twenty something patents that he apparently has uh, yeah, for filmmaking technology, that. yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, and then to see all the other things that he he owned as far as production went, I didn't know mm-hmm. that. 
Uh, yeah. There's movies that I had no idea he had a hand in. I, or I, had no, I, I had no idea that he started out as an indie guy. Yeah. 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 Star Wars was like his first thing. What a start. Um, so I appreciated George Lucas more than I knew. I still think episodes one and two are garbage. But, yeah, I still uh, think that he's crazy, but... Yeah, I appreciated yeah. what he did and what he offered and what even the, the technical people that they had in, uh, the the lighting guy, the effects guy, all of them, talking yeah. about what he meant to them and whatnot was... Uh, and you want to know something? Good on Disney for just sitting a bunch of people in a room and letting them talk about things like Nickelodeon and, and, and George Lucas and all this stuff yeah. to, like, give you a full picture of what they purchased and what they were getting with the purchase. I think that's important. So kudos to Disney for uh, for not like hiding things and being like, look at our creation or anything like that. We should do that for a rare drop one day. Long, long time from now. I will tell you this, Tim. Since the marathon started and I've been working on the showcase, I've been working on post life post-COVID uh, mm. for rare drop and getting into production and creating decks and things like that. So it's all on paper. I find myself having some time again uh, to do some work like that and get a bit more creative. So we're we're it's fun, Kevin. Shit's gonna happen, Tim. And then Dave's gonna be in a thing. It's gonna be great. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was really cool to hear all that about George Lucas. Like I said, I still still think episodes one and two are pretty trash. But aside from that, it was pretty awesome. So cheers to you, GL. Ah, now he, he apparently knows George at GL. Chad, if I could get George on the podcast, what do you think Tim would do? I would shit an actual brick. He won't because he pretty much hates Star Wars, from what I can what I can tell. So I doubt it. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't think so. I don't think he does. He was on the set of Mandalorian. He would like go down there and hang out. I don't think he actually hates Star Wars. Okay, maybe he's over it now because for a while it seemed like he hated Star Wars. I think he was pissed off. I think he like, I think he was really upset. With the, the way that his IP was going, even though he didn't own it anymore. Um, I know he was making quite a stink with episode seven. Yes, I know that. Uh, but, well, Jiro, I actually didn't. I knew about Pixar. I did not know about ILM with George, which was very interesting. Yeah. Um, I loved. Oh, my God. When Taika Waititi was talking about what we do in the shadows. Have you ever seen that show? His vampire show? No. It's uh, with what's his face from um, he's in Moana and he was in uh, uh, Flight of the Concords. Uh, Jermaine Clement. Uh, they have this vampire comedy show called What We Do in the Shadows, and he's like, "We're down at Weta Workshop," <laughs> and he's like, "Do you have any props from creatures you didn't use in Lord of the Rings?" <laughs> 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 oh, Taika Waititi's like my spirit animal as as the director. He's he seems really funny to work with. His podcast he's been doing in quarantine where he just interviews random people. Watch the one with him and Ryan Reynolds. It is gold. I saw an ad for it. It's so good. The man is like, if if there was a, you know, it's one thing to say we want to have Freddie on and George. Like, if there was somebody I could work with in the industry and it doesn't have yeah. to be Star Wars, it exactly. would be him. He's fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. He, he's so creative. He's very funny. And you can tell he's like earned his keep and he's very happy with what he's doing right now. And that's where yeah. Tim and I want to get as far as life goes, where we're still doing things. We just want to smile all the time. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. And I was like, ah, oh, the feeling happy about every Yeah, that part. Hey, see, you're, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Kevin. Yeah. So uh, that was great, too. Um. Yeah, so I'll watch more of the gallery stuff, and we'll talk about more of it uh, in the in the coming weeks. I'll probably finish it because episode eight is the last one. Yeah, I think that that came out Friday. I haven't watched it yet. Okay, no, seven came out Friday. Eight's this week. Okay, so eight's the last one. So that'll be the end of it, and we'll we'll get all caught up. Um, cool. On to you. Want to talk about squadrons now, or you want to talk about the the theory that I sent you this morning? I honestly didn't see what you sent me this morning. I saw you sent it, but I was in the middle of... It's okay. You don't have to look at it. We can go over it. It's it's interesting. Yeah, I just want to pull it up. So, bring, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what is it? So, basically, this theory uh, is saying that... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Masa Meta, who's, yeah, yeah, yeah. who's the yeah. Twi'lek. Uh, he's gone Wait, by he's many Twi'lek? titles. Isn't he a Twi'lek? 
I don't think so. Twi'leks don't have the horns. He's isn't he a Twi'lek? But he's got horns. Let's see. Is Moss, he? I'm at a. Is he? He is a shot Chagrin. Chagrion. Chagrion. Hold on. Chagrions were an amphibious sentient species of tall horned humanoids with blue skin that were native to the planet Champala. Mm, I'll give you a Champala. So he is a he's a. How are they amphibian? But they can do that. That's interesting. They're in canon well, he, and legends too. He so. might ha he might have gills. Anyway, this theory basically sta states that Masameto was working in the shadows the entire time for Palpatine. Completely palpable, no pun intended. Um, and <laughs> basically says that the Sith cultists at the end, uh, Masameto was a Sith cultist before. And that okay. he's basically one of or part of that group that we see at the end. And that's who has been working behind the scenes with Palpatine the entire time all the way through to episode nine. Now, these are people that were implanted all around the Empire. Basically, as the Empire fell, they would go into hiding, but eventually all got the call to go back to Exegol. You know? Oh, so they're like Death Eaters. Ish, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, I'm getting a real Harry Potter vibe from this one. Yeah, so basically, even even Masameta was apparently the puppet emperor for a few, a little while after uh, Palpatine died the first time. Yeah. Uh, he just tried to hold on to whatever was yeah, left. Yeah, whatever was before left before the yeah. end. Um, and uh, basically, that's, that's where the theory goes, that all of these people were implanted... All along the, all through the Empire, all like throughout it. the entire series, and then that's who gets called back to Exegol, and they are the hooded figures at the end, chanting, uh, the end of Episode Nine. That seems. I'm waiting for um, someone to be like, like spoilers. <laughs> I don't, I don't like it. Why don't you like it? I just, I feel like that's just an easy way out, because we don't know what they were. This is not information, chat. This is a theory. Yeah, it's a theory. I don't know. I feel like that's just a way, another another Star Wars theory to try to fix the weird weird timeline. I mean, I don't think it's weird. I think if the cult is the cult is being a mystery is completely fine with me. They're cultists. I, I'm a, yeah. yeah. Just I don't know. Eh. Eh. No, don't like it. No, not oh. really. Not a fan. Well, also, you know what reminded me of Exegol, the the darkness ships from Destiny. When you when you first pyramid? see the when you first see the pyramid ship that like from from the darkness, uh, and it pulls into Io, uh -huh. as it sits over the surface of Io, it has all the electricity like coming down from the, uh, of the ship. like the super lightning at the yeah, yeah nine. It, oh yeah, and I was like ah, oh, it looks like we're in Exegol now. It was cool. That was neat. I didn't do the Destiny. I feel, I feel like they I feel like they took a little bit from uh, from Star Wars for that one. You think so? It looked it looked spot on. It looked that scene when Kylo's like walking into the temple in Exegol. I mean, they're it both just like it. They're both very popular sci-fi space fantasy situations that people love to hate. So yeah, yeah. Why the hell not? I remember when Destiny originally came out, and they were like, "The story will be as good as Star Wars," and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, you're Is that's, that what they said? That's oh yeah. Go back and look. Well, 2015 I mean, like, articles well, I mean, and stuff." Well, I mean, when you have to read half your story that, you know, outside of the, the main source, then, I mean, it is a lot like Star Wars. Yeah, but it's, uh, there's way more movie video content that I can watch <laughs> incongruent with the written material. I mean, now material. you can. Even still. <laughs> I haven't played Destiny since December 23rd, by the way. Yeah, uh, you're okay. I'm doing all right. Yeah, I'm okay. You're okay. You're yeah, good. I'm doing all right. You're being okay. I'm having a blast okay. with Mafia right now. Disintegration. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the remastered. I've never played them, so I'm in my element I'm right now. I'm walking around being like, yeah, this guy over here, just ripping people out of cars. Like, I'm driving here. <laughs> it's like I'm back home. Uh, so we had the we had the trailer drop today in hilarious fashion for me. I don't know, oh my Tim. Did gosh, you watch it live? Dude. I, I did. I did watch it live. It was like five minutes. Well, I, I showed up like right as it started. So I was, thankfully on YouTube, you could just scroll back. Um, but yeah, no, like we all assumed it was going to be like an actual reveal. Yes. Not an announcement. Yes. And there's, you know, very, and I thought it was weird. I was like, why would they do it 
right before EA play. Uh, and now I understand why. It's literally just the announcement because Xbox messed up and leaked the game. Yes. Uh, so they needed to, like, be official about it and not let Microsoft be the ones to announce their video game. Damage control. Um, Damage control. Technically, Sony yeah. leaked it first, though. Oh, then so Well, yeah, Sony, but originally it was, like, Project Whatever. Um, we had no idea even what it was. I bet you that was just, like, an internal, like, alpha test. They, they couldn't do it actually internally, so they had to send it out. And Sony messed up. So freaking Sony. Um, anywho, so I mean, it's exactly what we thought it was going to be. Uh, it is a Tie Fighter Squadron Rogue Squadron mashup. Uh, first person. Uh, essentially, I would I would assume they really didn't like hint at all in this announcement that there would be like third person that you see in Battlefront. This seems to be a more visceral in the cockpit experience. Uh, Star Wars like Top Gun, you know, kind of thing. I'm comparing it to this. I think it's going to be very similar. Similar, not exact. So before you jump all over me in chat or in in comments on Spotify or something, wait and let me finish. I think it's going to be similar to what we saw in Battlefront. I think it's going to be zhuzhed up. Like you said, a cockpit thing. There might be a first person. There might be a third person. Yeah, you because know. you could do first person in Battlefront anyway. So like all those assets are already created and there. Right. I just think it's going to be an enhanced version of that with more to do and better so. functionality. Uh, I agree. I think it's going to be more of like like toggling switches and stuff, like actually like turning on your uh, turning on your engines, you know, flip the flip the thing. It's going to be it's going to be like the VR Battlefront experience. If if you had a PlayStation, you had PSVR, you could play this Battlefront mission. And it was in the cockpit of an X-Wing. And it was a really, really neat thing. Like, you know, there's a there's a sequence when a Star Destroyer, like, comes out of hyperspace and it, like, just parks right above you. Like, that whole thing is like, oh, my God, I feel so small compared to this massive ship. And I think that's the, something that they're trying to, to, to captivate. If you, if you look at um, some of the articles around Star Wars Squadron, people who are close to the project said, like, this was EA's attempt to continue... Putting a, a have a Star Wars game out in the limbo that we are in between uh, Jedi Fallen Order and whatever is next. So this is also this is, the spiritual successor, in my opinion, to X Wing versus Tie Fighter. Sure, exactly. Was it twenty two um, years later or something, which is just crazy to me to think about. But. And so it looks like it's going to be heavily focused to five v five multiplayer. Like yeah. they really like they, they really liked jazz that up you know like five you know squadrons made of five people and this is you know x-wings versus tie fighters um i feel like there's going to be a story element to it to a certain degree it said uh, a short like a short campaign so i'm assuming there's an empire and a republic one and i don't see yeah them being, and i like, feel like it's just going to be a couple missions where you like go out do this thing and come back kind of i'm thinking like a 10 hour total heavy seven hour total somewhere in there for the, for yeah. the single player but i think this is a great like I could see us playing this on on a if we're oh I pray to God we're not in quarantine by then but who the hell knows uh, jam game night Tim yeah it could be something yeah it could be something super fun and just um, just do it this the whole time do you read me <laughs> this is oh my God that's not yeah because it, it comes out October and they and they announced the date so October second October second yeah is when the game comes out I'm ordering uh, an X wing helmet for this ooh yeah so. Uh, you should do that too. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm doing. I'm looking. I'm, I'm getting on Amazon I'll right give, now. I'll give you the link. Okay, it's cheap. It's only eighty bucks. Do you think it would be PvP or PVE driven? I think you'll get your short little PVE campaign. Figure out how to fly the damn things. Have a good time, and then it'll be five v five PVP. Especially for the people who, because you have to remember, like not every fan of Star Wars likes to play video games, but they'll play a video game experience if there's Star Wars in it. And so you want to make sure that those people still have a really good time. So those are things that I'm sure that they're thinking about. You're like, oh, you know, we need to make sure that even the people who don't like being sweaty in PvP can still have a really good experience playing solo as well. It looks like it's uh, four to six era too. Uh, looking to me, it looks like somewhere looks between like four and it, five. Yeah, it def it's definitely in the, in during the Empire. Um, it doesn't look like there's any. Uh, seven, eight, nine sequence at all. Like in the new trilogy, I I didn't see like there. I don't even think there was a first order pilot that we saw. I wonder if that'll be. I wonder if they'll take the battlefront model and expand to other eras with expansions for it and updates. Mm. 
you know, like there'll be a seven, eight, nine. There'll be a prequel. There'll be a High Republic down the road. You know? Yeah, I don't know. It's set after oh. Return of the Jedi. Where did they say that? Where does? I'm on oh, the website. So... <laughs> I'm literally on the website under the about section. Well, apparently you didn't know the super secret about. <clears throat> and you can get helmets for cheap. So this is a Star Wars The Black Series Luke Skywalker Battle Simulation Helmet. It's like 100 bucks. But I bet you won't fit my head. I've got a massive head, Kevin. We shouldn't be listening to anything IGN says right now, chat. After what they did with Spider-Man, you should be taking every piece of information with a grain of salt. Oh, are they the ones that said that that Miles was going to be a DLC? Poor Insomniac. Oh, my gosh. Poor Insomniac. Yeah, that was IGN. Oh, no. That was IGN. Yeah, screw IGN, the clickbaity bastards. Well, the good news is, chat, too, uh, like Tim said, it's a filler game, which we've been predicting for a while now. Um, but it's only thirty nine ninety nine, which is good. Forty bucks for like I I mean it, it's in frostbite. Like we already know that. Like it, for a pretty Star Wars game that has some meat to it that will be considered canon. Uh, yeah, I'm totally down. It looks uh, like they all was Wedge in the trailer as well. Wedge was in the trailer multiple times. So that was pretty dope. He's probably uh, part of the story. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so like we'll actually have like a character that we know from the Star Wars universe in the story, whatever it's going to be. Um, and it's a canon experience, so I'm totally down. Uh, it's uh, The maps they mention are Yavin Prime, Galatan. I've never heard of Galatan. It's apparently a moon. The two ma- I have a feeling that the PvP maps will be limited on launch chat, so temper your expectations there as well. Um, although, if you scroll through the website, there's one, two. There's a briefing room. There's what looks like Coruscant. I'm sure it's not, but there's like a city planet. Uh, and the bas- the last one is Gas Giant, which I believe is Yavin Prime. Um, and then I've been looking at the ships and whatnot. Uh, I'm wondering what the customization on your ship and your pilot will be. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I wonder like how many like crazy like decals and stuff that you could put like on your your fighter. Because I mean, like you definitely want to like make it your own. You want to own it, you know? Yeah. Uh, it'll be available in piece, um, PlayStation VR. I don't. I didn't see VR anywhere else. Did you? No, but I did see someone was tweeting about VR support. So, yeah, and apparently the trailer was fully game engine footage. So if you haven't watched it, we're not going to show it here. It's because... game engine footage, which just means that this was made in Frostbite. It definitely is does not mean that the game is going to play at all like that. It's all cinematic. No, this is what the game's going to look like, Tim. So There's a Kevin. few cockpit shots, though, Tim. There are cockpit shots, sure, but it's also captured in-engine, not actual gameplay. All it means is that they filmed it in Frostbite with the assets. It doesn't mean, like, that's... Nah, we have no idea what this game is actually going to look like. That's what it looks like. We saw, I mean, we saw Ren, We saw like the TIE Fighters, and we saw the X-Wings. We saw that. But what the crazy... The shot at the end where that Star Destroyer comes out of the clouds was yeah. really cool. Uh, what, that was neat. I'm wondering what type of game modes they're going to have, too. I don't know. Because, you know, being in a ship kind of limits what you can do. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if, I mean, like, you can do, like, they did it in Battlefield where you could do, like, control, mm-hmm. essentially. So you have, like, capture points and, like, it has a radius and then you, like, fly around it to capture it and then, like, that's yours. So I could see, like, TDM, control, um, some type of kill confirm, maybe. They have, okay, so I'm looking at the pre-purchase offers on Steam. Mm-hmm. So they have a New Republic uh, recruit flight suit. So yeah, so it is after six. Um, an Imperial Ace flight suit. Uh, and then it has skins for Starfighters. Okay. And there's four. It looks like there's four per faction for skins. So I'm assuming. And then it has decals. So I'm assuming you have a decal either on your ship or something. Or that, like maybe on your helmet. Maybe on your helmet or possibly like your your uh, lobby decal, so people, you know, you can customize it and what. It's crazy how all these EA games are coming out on Steam now. Yeah, they were so they were so hell bent on Origins. Origins crap, dude. Origins sucks. 
I have. Uh, I have to so use let's it see. For so it sucks. All wings are forward in. Where are you seeing all the pre-order? Where are you seeing these? Oh, here we go. Scroll I'll down. Check out the entire uh, pre-purchase. Yeah. So if you go to the Steam page chat, it has all the pre-purchase. Oh, these are items. cool looking. Yeah, you got an A-wing skin, an X-wing skin, Y-wing, Tie bombers. Tie interceptors. I don't know what this one is. The one in the bottom right corner. I have no idea. That's a troop transport of some sort. It's and they're they're equivalent to each other because the X wing yep. is with the Tie fighter, the two bombers. Yeah, so we'll have so we'll have four classes. So this is essentially carrying how Battlefront did theirs. Right. Yeah. Yep. So the theory remains. So it's true. I I still I still really yeah I think they're gonna take a lot of the stuff out of the Battlefront experience. I mean, because Motive did work on Battlefront, so yeah. they already have all these assets. Oh, you know, Tim, right to the not? right, VR support, Valve, HTC, Oculus. Yes, that's gonna. I'm definitely playing this in VR. I'm gonna puke, but I'll oh, do it. Oh man, I gotta set 100%, up percent, dude. I gotta set up my Oculus, and it's seated yeah. VR too, which I like. I don't really like love oh, walking see, around. Well, seat, seated is fine. It's just like. When, when it comes to space combat and you start doing like inverted moves and it's just like oh oh oh, oh I did that <laughs> yep alright yeah we're gonna do this in VR chat yeah this is cool I didn't yeah it's neat to see all this I, I, I hadn't seen these screenshots oh my gosh imagine building a whole well I, you could Tim and I could could superimpose if we got green screens that we were in a cockpit in our little screen oh, 100% 100% I think this is going to be a great filler game. Fun. I think people will get pissed it's at hard. it. It's hard. We're coming. We're coming off of the the last Star Wars game, and it was you know probably the best Star Wars game I've ever played. Um, just it was just it had everything. It had all the right beats. It it had that level of character and uh, it's on sale for thirty bucks right now. Um, you know, like Fallen Order was a masterpiece, and it and it helps fill a gap. And like, there's a really cool gap that it fills, and it tells a really interesting story. And um, to come off of that high onto something else, like EA's got to do something. You know, you just can't come off that high and just not have any type of content for two years. So it's going to, so Fallen Order's coming up on a year and they need something. We know that Respawn's working on Fallen Order 2. Um, we knew that there was another EA game that was going to be Star Wars. So we assume that it's Squadron is the other EA game that's being worked on. Um, and then Bioware apparently could potentially have a Knights of the Republic come out a remaster uh which could be really neat so we're just in a weird lull right now i think this and, line, uh, line is interesting modify your ship divert the power between its systems yeah no that's what i'm that's what i'm saying kevin like it's gonna be a very visceral cockpit experience um i think it's gonna be like you actually have to flip the switches to do things and like there are gonna be things that you need to do while shit's going on like it's not gonna be it's not gonna be like battlefront where you just like you take two shots and you're dead. Like, I feel like it's going to be like a really like you're in this. Like, this is your ship and you are the pilot. And it's going to be like those really intense moments. I'm I'm excited for it. Because that's how the, that's how the VR Battlefront experience was like that. That the, being in the cockpit of an X-Wing was by far one of the, the coolest experiences ever. Because like you're flipping switches and I made I made my my um attack foil i made the foils go into attack position like i'm pressing buttons and things are happening it was cool it's um i'm excited for it uh if you didn't hear me before chat phone orders on sale for 30 bucks right now if you've not played that game yet you need to you really need to you get to visit some of the most like iconic star wars like iconic star wars locations that aren't in the movies celebration uh, or celebration edition of battlefront 2 is on sale for 20 bucks too it's a good time for Star Wars video games. And I, I feel like I saw, I saw an article and someone asked the question, is EA finally understanding how to make Star Wars games? And I feel like they're definitely like in the right direction. You know, Battlefront, they, they left Battlefront, I think, in an amazing state. And it, like, it sucks that they're not making any more content for it. But like where it is right now is probably the best Battlefront game you'll ever play. Even even though like all the, you have all those, those diehard pandemic fans that love the original um battlefront games like i think ea finally got their game to where it needed to be you know fallen order we've got this game coming out um i believe battlefront 2 on steam has online support again yeah i heard those servers came back online yeah which blows my mind that people still play that game i mean it's it's classic 
Well, we will see. Chat, what questions do you have for us today? As Tim and I finish our drinks. What did you say you were drinking? Uh, Johnny Marker Black. Black. I have red, green, black, and blue in my... Which one's your favorite? Blue. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever had blue. Blue is the, the like, when Danielle uh, found out we were uh, having another one. Ben came over with a bottle of blue, which I must return Aww. the favor. Like that's blue. <laughs> blue's no joke. What's blue cost these days? Like 120, 110. What was the one? What was the one that Wayne was drinking? That's like in a port uh, um, cask. I don't want to say wit. I don't want to put a W on it. Um, uh, the whiskey is put in this port cask, and they like they it ferments in there. What is that? You remember? Oh, no, I don't know. I saw, I saw it. I saw it at ABC Liquor. It was like 150 bucks for a bottle. Did we watch the first episode of the kids show? No, no. That's out. I didn't know it was out on YouTube. Why would it's not on Disney Plus? I didn't know the new. I don't think. Oh, it might be one of the different kids shows. Not. Did we hit on the new Badme book yet? No, I don't think Tim has read it, or I definitely haven't read it. Um, I have it. Do I have it on Audible? I will. Is that is that is that the, the next Star Wars book that we should read, Chet? Was that a question asked to us, Kevin? Uh, Jiro asked it. Yeah, I mean, we we can. Is it good? <laughs> is it worth it? Give me an extra week and we'll do it in two weeks, the Padme book. Is it on Audible? The only thing I hate about Audible is it doesn't work with Google anything. Is new, oh, is a new Thrawn book out? Oh, it comes out in September. Crap. Hopefully. Thrawn Ascendancy is coming out. Hopefully. I pre-order it. Already purchased this item. Oh, apparently I've already pre-ordered. <clears throat> Was more curious since I generally don't have time for books. Ah. What will be better, Star Wars Squadron or Everspace Two? Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, Everspace Two is going to be like this open-world space game. Yeah, I don't think it's a fair comparison at all. You probably have a really nice narrative story driven Star Wars game versus an open space game. I watched Co play it for a little bit today, but that was pretty much all I got out of it. As Star Wars enters the new saga, will it become too kitty for us as uh as we get older as fans? <laughs> I highly recommend you go watch Freddie Prince Jr.'s uh... rant about Star Wars. <laughs> And learn the fundamental of what Star Wars is, what oh it, God, who it was created as, for, and why it exists. Soon, as soon as you read that, that's all I heard. I heard FPJ in my head. And it was like, Star Wars made for fucking kids. I love that, because it is. I mean, at the end of the, even though, like, as adults, like, we absolutely love Star Wars. Like, I, I love this universe. I love everything about it. But at the end of the day, like, it was made for, like, tweens. And... You know, like those tweens grew up and then they had kids. So then the next part, the next generation of Star Wars was made for them. The Just issue I always have, and we talked about this a little bit on, on uh spoiler cast. So if you want to hear the full discussion, you can go back and listen to the Mandalorian one, but, or I, it might've been Clone Wars. Uh, when people are like, I want a Star Wars horror movie. I want more visceral rated R stuff. It's like, that's not Star Wars. That's not, there, there's so much of all of that out there for you. That's not Star Wars. Star Wars is a timeless classic made for children of all ages. Take that how you want to take it, but that's what Star Wars is. My six-year-old can enjoy it as much as my 65-year-old uncle. Yep. That's what it is, and that's why it's special. Yep. You can you there can fight me, you can debate me all you want, but that's what it is. That's what it said is its core. And that's why it's wonderful is because my six-year-old and my 65-year-old uncle can sit there and have a conversation about their favorite parts of Star Wars. Yep. Nailed it, Kevin. 
just it, Tim. That is that is it. And if you want the Padme book, if you want the wild stuff, there's plenty of fan made YouTube movies that are fantastic. Or the books. Yeah. Like or or the books. Yeah. Like there's like there's different there's definitely like mediums that they can use for older people and like it can be the extra stuff that only like the hardcore fans would ever know. So there's like there's so many ways to enjoy Star Wars, which I love. I'm saying I understand I was six when Phantom Menace came out and that didn't seem kid friendly. I mean, even the emperor in the new one isn't kid friendly, but yes, it may not be for my six year old son, but like Tim said, a 13 year old has no problem. It was made, it was made for tweens. Watching like, that. I mean, you, yeah. You know, there's, it's not, there's, it's, it's not door of the Explorer. It's not, it's not baby shark. Like it's not made for four to, you know, four or five or six year olds. Like, yeah, like they can watch it, but like it's made for, it's made for the imagination of a younger adult. At its you know, core, just at its core, just let their minds run wild with the, you know as much as we all love like you know science fiction movies, you know science fiction adventure, you know like that's that's what Star Wars and, and like honestly that's what's fun about when you go and watch the, the stuff about Mandalorian, like they talk about that they talk about like how like this captivated their imagination in such a way that it, nothing else had ever done that before. And like, and it's true, like Star Wars sparked something that, you know, led the way for so many other amazing types of science fiction movies that we love now and continues to do, you know, what, four, what, six years later. So, yeah, and, and there'll always be offshoot stuff that adults will enjoy more. You know, you're not going to sit there and watch the series on Disney Plus with the two minute, three minute shorts. Uh, about all the women in in the Star Wars universe that both of my younger kids really like to watch. I'm not going to sit there and watch all the Dathomir Clone Wars stuff with my six-year-old. But me and my 16-year-old will have a blast watching that. And it's, it's, again, it's the universe. And guess what? When we all go to Galaxy's Edge and walk through there, the entire family, sans my wife, has a really good time because we are literally in Star Wars. And that was what they nailed in the Imagineering documentary. And that was why they made a timeline for literally the place in the park. That's why, and Tim's not going to be able to speak to this yet, and I feel bad talking about this because he can't go right now. That's why the entry point on both sides into Galaxy's Edge is through a tunnel and through a space with a bunch of plants and stuff because they want you to walk into it and be separated from the rest of the park. Because my six-year-old son, my 16-year-old daughter... Me and my late 30s all have the same exact reaction when we get there. And that is why it's wonderful. Did you wave your hands? I mean, go back. I think it's episode two of the vlog was my first trip there. And I just, you can hear me in the background go, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. And Danielle's like, look at that. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I, I can't stop gushing about how cool this is. And then getting to build a lightsaber with my son was yeah. priceless priceless and I feel bad because we were supposed to take my oldest daughter back so she could build a droid for her birthday but no thanks COVID thanks COVID <laughs> that's why Star Wars is wonderful any that's other questions brand. that's good I'm sure it'll come up again over the course of the show Star Wars is the gateway drug to sci-fi and fantasy. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that statement, hundred percent. Because Star Wars, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'd have an appreciation for science fiction as an adult if it wasn't for for Star Wars. I had seen Return of the Jedi, and then uh, I would see. I saw them backwards the first time, uh, and and I saw Return of the Jedi, and then I remember uh, maybe a year or two later, my mom bought me the VHS tape at a garage sale of the Hobbit cartoon. And I was like, what is this world? This one has different <laughs> monsters and it's not in space. And like, that's how my imagination just was like, whoa. Yeah. And then, you know, as you get older, it leads to all crazy things like Battlestar Galactica. For some of you, it was Warhammer. Uh, Destiny for some people. The list goes on and on and on. <clears throat> oh, the, the lightsaber building was, again, it's all in the vlog if you want to watch it, but. Just doing that with my son was priceless. I can't wait to eventually do it with my oldest. I can't wait to do it with Tim. I'm going to sit next to Tim with the camera and just watch Tim. Yeah. 
<laughs> Tim's gonna be my kid for that one. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's it's we'll get there. We'll get there. It's it's a little more waiting because people are 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 stupid. But um, it's okay. Wear a mask. It's not that hard. Just wear a mask. It's really easy. Just wear a mask. And, and it's okay to have sports with no fans for a while, right? Cool. Um, <laughs> you got your nitro cold brew? I'm glad. It's delicious. Hell yeah, did dude. you get your package, Tim? I did. I, I was did. like, this oh, is I a did. lot of cold brew. All right, that's what I said. <laughs> Don't be mad at how much cold brew we got. Um, Poor company, damn it. Yeah, but we'll talk more about Galaxy's Edge. Once COVID lifts, Tim and I will still be doing this podcast and i think we should do a a, a like a uh i would love to go with tim when he goes the first time and then go straight back to the hotel and record an episode that would be audio yeah, only yeah, yeah, yeah. just so yeah, tim yeah, can yeah. download <laughs> i think that's Kevin, the play and then there was this thing and there's this brick and then there was a guy and the i just wall. you're gonna lose your shit when you go in doc ondar's den of antiquities like it's just the top row of it is just it's just littered with Easter eggs and memorabilia all over the place. It's it's insane. That's all I want. I'm ready to make my wallet cry, please. So yeah, I think I think uh and you have to go with Corey the first time you go, right? That's the agreement you made. Wait, what? Didn't you make an agreement with Corey that you're gonna go together for the first time? Yes. So he he has to go with Corey too. Oh so. Yes. We did we did promise each other that we shook we shook hands. Yeah, I didn't go in the cantina yet, so that'll uh, whenever we yes. go will be my first time in blue the milk. Yeah. Oh, I had I had to, it's not that good. I got the green. I feel one. like blue milk wouldn't be good. It's not that good. I'd just rather have a different cocktail while I'm there. But That's you got to try it once. We should make Star Wars themed cocktails one night. Ooh, I'm sure. Yeah, there's, there's on online. I'm sure there's got to be a blog about it somewhere on Pinterest of All some right. sort. Send us your favorite Star Wars themed cocktails chat. You do that. Yeah, hell yeah. Twitter.com slash rare drop co, Facebook, rare drop co, darkness429 everywhere, and Facebook hey. where he streams. It's me. I'm Kevin X Vision and Twitter and K Magic101. Everywhere else in Twitch where I stream, <laughs> that's going to do it for us. The show is on Spotify, it's on Google Play, it's on Apple. Uh, nice. So do the rate, review, subscribe. Obviously, it's on the rare drop YouTube. If you go to raredrop.co slash YouTube, you can go there and watch it along with all the other wonderful and cool and fun shows that's it for us tonight thank you so much this episode if you missed half of it or anything will be back up you can watch the vod on twitch or on on facebook but it'll be back up uh audio and all those places i just mentioned make sure support gcx yeah GCX we're gonna event.com we're gonna host up uh gcx event.com right now uh gcx event.com slash donate if you want to uh send make- some money it ding, please make it make ding. Make it ding. Make it. Who's on? Giggs is on right now. So Giggs go over right there now. and make Giggs not play Destiny for a few minutes. Sound yeah, good? Yeah, make him shave his head. Sound I good? I want to see bald Giggs. Yeah. Oh, he's that would be weird. Yeah, Connor bald is gonna be great. He's like little thin. I want him to do it for GCX <laughs> next year. I'm gonna talk to him. I'm gonna send him a message. Uh, All right, Chad, have a good one. We're not gonna raid. We're just gonna host. I don't want to disrupt their flow there, but go over there and throw money at a wonderful charity. We'll talk to you yeah. later. Bye, guys. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up. All with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.